As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sift Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast so successful we've run out of places to bury our Monopoly money. It's Sift Pop. But we're still running. But we're still on the run. It's still, yeah, we have to. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons, get those perks. Patrons, get those perks. Vroom, vroom. I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com, and each week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And today's guru is Daniel from the Quality Check Podcast. Aaron, Welcome, thank Daniel. you. Thank you. Uh, it's good to have you. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I've got my little gremlin sitting outside, uh, <laughs> my green gremlin. And it's, uh, no, it's it's so much fun. I, I just love coming on and talking about movies. We were talking about this in the pre-show, but it's like I'm addicted to stories. I just yeah. love a good story, especially movies. Grew up in a theater. Well, I mean, in the sense of going to theaters. Mm. And, you know, I just, I, I really enjoy coming and, and talking movies with you. And it's I'm, just a blast. I'm glad to be your dealer. Yes. You're an enabler. <laughs> you're like, you're my Pablo, what, I guess. Whatever the case or may Schaefer. be. Or Schaefer. You're my Schaefer. There I'm we go. I'm your Schaefer. That's exactly right. Uh, I'm, I'm excited as well. How, how have you been doing? How have things been going? How's Quality Check Podcast going? All that kind of fun stuff. Catch us up. Yeah. So I guess first off about Quality Check, we took a little time off because mm-hmm. we had some uh, just personal things. Nothing. Gambling debts. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we, were, we were doing our best to uh, basically unearth and just get the money up from the backyard right. yeah of ours. exactly yeah sure and, and that was after we were told to move to mania arkansas yes exactly and so that was a little difficult moving to mania but we made it work we mania. opened a few bank- banks mania that's right it's called mania isn't it mm-hmm. see i oh, by the way all these are inside references to the movie if you that's haven't right. seen the movie you're completely lost <laughs> with half of what we're saying For, foreshadowing um, yeah, so you yeah. took a little bit of time off, but you guys are back. A little bit of time back off, and then, yeah, we actually have a website. It's up and going right now, and we've been adding to that, and we have a show. We were getting ready to record. There's something else that came up. We had to delay, but we are we're coming back. We've got, we're saying it's season two. We're changing up the format a little bit. The great thing, though, about podcasting and doing more of the shows mm-hmm. and just you kind of find your rhythm but it's it's kind of like maturity right you're a teenager and you're going through puberty and you're like trying to find out all right so what's next and and in it's just it's so it's so interesting it's like a story that's unraveling that you can't write mm-hmm. i mean it's happening in the moment 
Right. And so, yeah, when we started, we want to do something that we talked about movies. But a lot of times I would go up to Drew and we would just literally talk. Drew's your co-host on That's Quality right. Check. Yeah. Drew Douglas. And so we would end up just talking about movies and it would just be off the wall subjects too. And uh, we wanted to capture some of that in the uh, actual podcast, and that's what inspired us to start the show. So coming back, season two took a little time off, but um, yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Good, uh, good. And also, just like you, I ended up moving around the same time that you yeah. and your family were moving in that yeah. process. And man, it, it just takes it takes a little bit. It's out the worst of you. thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it really is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Moving is rough, man. Um, by the way, I've been trying to get Drew on this podcast for you know months. It just never works out. So I'm hoping yeah. he can come on at some point. One day, yeah. He he. The thing that Drew is, uh, it's it's his schedule, and yeah. it's one of yeah. those things just doesn't that, sync yeah. up all the yeah. time. And he's I know from the very beginning before we even started, he said that I'd love to come on come on Sift Pop. Yeah. And so it's one of those things. I said, okay, well, you know, it'll, it'll happen soon because he's. <laughs> Uh, you sound uh, like somebody uh, coaching a child through puberty yeah. or something. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Your voice uh, will lower we, soon. You'll get some armpit <laughs> hair. It's okay. Brings it back just to the maturity and, like I said, the puberty. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, exactly. Yeah. Well, very cool. We're we're going to uh, have a lot of fun. We've got, of course, our buried treasure at the end mm-hmm. uh, that we'll get to. We've got a pretty fun sift quest about the seasons and mm-hmm. how they relate to movies, which I think will be a lot of fun. And finally, fall, it feels like fall. Yeah, yeah. It's great going into fall, kind of talking about that stuff. Uh, we're going to do best ever movies with uh, a USA in the title of some sort, you know, mm-hmm. America, US, whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Um, and of course, we're going to review uh, American Made. But we like to start off with some Do We Care? So I'm going to read some pop culture headlines. And uh, then Daniel and I will decide if we care enough to talk more about them. Yeah. Uh, let's start with this one. Um, you're a Game of Thrones guy. Right? I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. So here's, and you're caught up, right? I'm all caught up. Here's okay. the headline. Grey Worm from Game of Thrones transforms as musician Rally Ritchie. Do we care? Uh, yeah. That's just so, all of those guys. It, seem, it seems like they're all picking up this musical career yeah I've, I've seen some of the videos of them hanging out you know backstage and, mm-hmm. and playing that kind of thing but yeah so the guy who plays gray worm is actually a pop star um he's having a little bit of success uh with his new album and he's got videos out and he ever since he was i guess in high school has wanted to do both he's wanted mm-hmm. to be an actor and a musician um, and so he's starting to have some success in that. Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Yeah. I'm, I think I can play a little bit of it. I'm curious. And what's his name? What is his, uh, um, Raleigh Ritchie. Raleigh Ritchie. Yeah. Is his I, first I don't know name? that I'm pronouncing that right. It looks like Raleigh, North Carolina to me. Oh, okay. So that's just Raleigh Ritchie is how I would say it. But, sure. Um, this is a song called Bloodsport 15. Hmm. So inspired by obviously Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> Looks like it starts with maybe a bubble bath. Okay, all right. Well, some bubbles. Oh, okay. more bu- Oh, his head's coming out of the bubble bath. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's being birthed from the bubble bath. Wow. Nothing is perfect, but your imperfections are quaint. It's Grey Worm. That's Grey Worm singing, yeah. Wow. Interesting, right? Yeah. And, and now a rubber duck. <laughs> you can't, can't have a bubble bath without without a rubber duck. Man, that's right? great. Oh, now a water gun. Oh, he's shooting He's shooting the rubber duck with oh, the water no. gun. Too Casualty. much violence. Oh, too much violence. We need to fade that out. Oh, no. Oh, man. Man, Grey Worm. That's fascinating. I had no idea. Yeah. So there you go. I, You know, that's a pretty common thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually see it in my own perspective the other way. I usually see movie stars. Uh, I guess it's not true. I guess... 
I know like Madonna's a good example of a musician who, you know, uh, wanted to did the to reverse. Try. Well, that's yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. I usually see the reverse. Timberlake, mm-hmm. Madonna, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, the musicians who then transition into to acting. acting. But I don't know that I've seen the actors transition into music other than like I think of maybe Russell Crowe. Oh. Are there others? Well, here's a good one. Two days ago, here in Springfield, the area, anyways. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Did you hear about this? Yeah, it came by the, the station. Yeah, Dennis Quaid stopped by uh, the Ozarks, and uh, it was uh, KY3, and and so he ended up going uh, there. Which is the where studio. I do my movie reviews, also where you've worked before. Yeah. That's right. And I kept seeing these photos, and he popped in, and he was promoting Dennis Quaid and the Sharks. And get this, he said he's been playing with them for 17 years. Isn't that amazing? 17. You just never know. Yeah. Um, Steve Martin is another one. Who yep. has done like the banjo? Th- like he is apparently one of the top five banjo players in the world. That's insane. I mean, I, I I've I've heard that he's great. Have you listened to his music? No, That's... no, I'm not much of a banjo guy. Although when I listen to it, I I, I really admire the talent. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm just not. It's weird, you know, living in the Ozarks and not being a banjo guy. <laughs> seems to be a thing here. Yeah. A little bit of a thing. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so there you go, Grey Worm doing that. You ready for the next one? Yeah. The new TV season has begun. Do we care? Yeah. The so every for for a lot of new shows, um I think so. I you know for me, but, I care much less this year than I ever have before. I care less and less every fall about the network dramas oh, and so you're, comedies. You're feeling you you feel like you're kind of falling off of the new TV yeah, shows. Yeah. Yeah, really? because and I think that's I think this is a natural progression of how there's new TV coming out all the time mm-hmm. now. And we're, we live in such a glut of television anyway. You don't have to wait for it. That I get to the end of September when all the, the network stuff is coming out. I'm like, I'm just getting through, you know, the summer <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm just trying to work my way through, you know, Narco season three. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't devote time to young Sheldon. Like, I don't, that doesn't yeah. appeal to me. So See, what's so fascinating about this is, that all like you're saying Aaron all of these like so many shows are coming out but I am very picky whenever it comes to TV shows because I have to it's a dedication and yeah, it's a commitment and I and I end up watching the whole like I hate giving up on I shows to. too yeah yeah I I've always said I'm like the album guy I have to listen to an album from beginning to end same right. way with movies I cannot watch a movie midway through yeah unless it's a movie that I really like I'm like oh this is a good part coming up but same way with TV shows. I can't, I, if I'm dedicated, like Walking Dead, I'm in it till the end. I've, I've committed. I have to, I'm sticking. <laughs> I broke it. up with Walking Dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did. This last season. So it's, uh, there, I'm very picky, but I'm excited to see what comes out of this because it's kind of like, you know, TV shows are, it's kind of like the proving, like the, the, these are the stages of like trying to prove themselves. Okay. Let me ask you a question then. Yeah. So, have you done any research on this new TV season? Is there stuff that you're excited about that you're already watching? Stuff that you're interested in? Like, I have on my radar at mm-hmm. least to watch um, the Orville. Uh, I've have, heard some things about that. Have you seen any? No, episodes? no, no, I haven't. It's okay. just on my. Like I said, I'm still trying to catch up. I've got you know, <laughs> I've got however many seasons of Veep that I need to watch. <laughs> you know, you know, I've uh, on that list the Orville. Is, is on mine as well, but I haven't seen any episodes because similar to you, I but I've been going back and watching older movies. Yeah. 
and like watching classics. Well, and that's you're right. That's the other thing for me as a movie guy. You know, mm-hmm. so much of my job revolves around actually doing movies, and especially heading into. That's the other thing about fall for me is it screeners in award season, and I'm watching three or four movies a day as we head into you know November, mm-hmm. and it's just like. I don't have time for fall television. So, is there anything else on your radar that I should know about? The you know, I'm I'm excited to see what The Walking Dead does coming back. Um, yeah, but new stuff. Like, new, is there yeah, any new, new stuff? Newer, and that's the thing. Honestly, this year is I can't think of anything besides the Orville. Yeah, and, and that's uh, what I'm saying. It just seems really now. Like, Stranger Things. I'm not. I've not watched Stranger Things. Oh, you haven't watched the first I, season? Nope. I have. Oh. I still haven't jumped in. But the new season coming out. I think I'm going to jump in now to the first season, and that way I can watch oh, it before I, the. Second yeah, I season. thought you were going to say you were going to jump into the second season without seeing the first. I was like, <laughs> dude, go watch the first <laughs> yeah. season. I'll start. It's only I'll, like ten episodes or something. Yeah, I'll start from the beginning, and then also we have uh, the Punisher, which. That's a Netflix show. It's not really part of the normal. Is it Burnthal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they released a new trailer and I ended up watching that and I have tried to take on the zero screens pledge. Zero frames. Hashtag zero frames. That's, and so I, for that, I've tried to not watch a lot of trailers, but TV shows are more lenient with that. Yeah. And which I can. Well, because you're. You're only spoiling an episode if you're spoiling anything, you know. Um, now, when it comes to something like Game of Thrones, I'm still very strict about it. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't even like to watch the last time on stuff because oh. when they say last time, they're showing you the things they want you to remember. Yeah. So all the, already you're thinking, oh, I guess that's coming up in this episode. Be mentally prepared yeah, for Yeah, and so I try to avoid that. It's like, I just want, tell me the story. I want to watch the story. How do you feel about the behind the scenes with Game of Thrones? Like, after that... And they have like three minutes. Well, three I love I love behind the scenes stuff after the fact. I think that's a lot of fun. I wouldn't want to watch behind the scenes stuff before. Sure. Um, but I mean, that's a little bit different. But yeah. But that, is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. Game of Thrones, especially on demand, they'll end up having the where they have the showrunners and they'll mm-hmm. talk to them. So typically, like three minutes, and that's yeah. all. And it's a behind the scenes on you know them explaining what just happened, some of the major moments. In the episode. And I'll watch some of the after shows too sometimes. Mm. Like actually just with Game of Thrones. I'll watch the um the one that the ringer does, uh After the Thrones, I yep. think they call it. Um so I'll watch that stuff and you know, kind of uh go deeper into the world. To digest. Yeah, yeah. But only with shows like that where I'm really, you know, trying to process and it it's so dense, you know, Game of Thrones is such a dense universe that I feel like I need that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But well, it sounds like we're kind of in the same boat. There's nothing yeah. we're super excited about new. Yeah, it's, and I, I'm more excited about movies. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this is, again, the season with award season coming up where a lot of those original stories, you know, there's so much franchise stuff and there'll still be, you know, Thor Ragnarok and, you know, some of that stuff here in the winter. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, and not that I'm not excited about those. I'm super excited about those. But there's also just those small, intimate stories. You know, last year, I think of like Lion, you know, a movie that just blew me out of the water. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it was coming. Um, La La Land La actually La Land, was yeah. that, you know, my favorite movie of last year. Um, so a lot of that's coming and that's exciting to me, you know, yeah. to see. And I'm starting to hear whisperings of titles of, you know, movies, uh, you know, for instance, Gary Oldman is Winston Churchill. And, yeah. Whatever that one's called, the darkest hour. Darkest hour, yeah, yeah. And then there's something that uh, Spielberg's doing a movie with Tom Hanks and in, in um, Meryl Streep. Really? Yeah. I'm like, 
I and okay. again, I'm just starting to hear whisperings of this because of award season, and I'm sure. you know I'm excited to see this stuff. Well, so I knew Spielberg was doing Ready Player One. Well, that's coming next year, right? Yeah, and I assume that was his next movie, like the movie that I he didn't. I seem to remember. I think it's called The Path or something hmm. like that. I can't, it, I, and maybe I'm wrong. Believe me, I could totally be wrong because again, I'm just kind of catching sure. glimpses of the stuff as I prep for award season. So, um, one movie I'm really interested in is Denzel Washington's new movie, which is written by the same writer, oh, yeah. director something of, ESQ, Esquire, mm-hmm. something Esquire, yeah. and it sounds really fascinating. But it's from the same guy who did Nightcrawler. And oh wow! So I'm really intrigued to see where that where oh, that, that goes. Cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of Tom Hanks, you ready for the third headline? Yeah. Tom Hanks will reprise his role as David S. Pumpkins for an animated <laughs> Halloween special. <laughs> Do we care? Uh, you know, I sure. I, I care so much sure. about this. I love those little it's... pop culture things that are nothing that become everything. And David S. Pumpkins is one of those things. Like, this should have been a silly SNL skit that did nothing. Yeah. And it just it's just fascinating. It blew up. It's It's so much like... You know, talking about fashion whenever something out of nowhere or even a good movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I was late on the David S. Pumpkins bandwagon. Yeah. I, I didn't do you see watch it SNL. I do every once in a while. OK. I used to be really good about watching it live because I love that idea. I always of, watch it the next day. I always watch it on Sunday. I've got, I started that and then I got to the point of where I was only watching the skits. And then uh, Aziz's episode just mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. And then I was back on the train. And then that's whenever I caught up with David S. Pumpkins. And so I was I was actually like maybe two, two months behind oh, schedule. Man. We were in the dead of winter and I was watching David S. Pumpkins. But it still brought a smile to my face. The, da- the David S. Pumpkins Halloween special will air October 28th on NBC. <laughs> Family-friendly half-hour special will feature the voice of Hanks as his now-legendary Bizarro character. And the Oscar winner will briefly appear on camera, too. I hope it Uh, becomes like the new Twilight Zone. Peter Dinklage is going to lend his voice to it as well. So (laughs) I I have no idea what this will be, but I'm through the roof. (laughs) It's like new Star Wars movie, then David S. Pumpkins. I'm like... That's my fall excitement level. Oh, that's great. All right. There you go. Uh, You ready to talk the movie? (laughs) Yeah, Let's talk about American Made. Top of your class in the Civil Air Patrol. Pilot like you shouldn't be flying buses. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Bakersfield. Haven't you ever wanted something more, Barry? You should be serving your country. Your CIA. (sighs) We need you to deliver stuff for us. Oh, this is legal? If you're doing it for the good guys. Barry Seal, a TWA pilot, is recruited by the CIA to provide reconnaissance on the burgeoning communist threat in Central America and soon finds himself in charge of one of the biggest covert CIA operations in the history of the United States. It's American-made. Let's start here. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hated it, or it was just okay? Wow. I, in the first half, I really liked it. Okay. And then the second half, it, it went down a little bit. Okay. To liked. So I'm going with right in the middle. I'll, I'll go with liked. Because liked it? I, in the very beginning, it just had me. And then it tapered off just a little bit just because of like how crazy things got. Yeah. I got to say, this is, this is an interesting movie for me. There are some movies 
that I can really just completely judge just on the movie itself. Mm -hmm. But I'm honest enough to tell you that there are also some movies where things outside of the movie will impact my view of the movie. And I think this has that a little bit for me because I know a little bit of the true story of this guy. Uh, Barry Seal. And so we'll talk about that probably mostly in spoilers. Okay. Because it has to do with how they portray this character and where he goes in this movie, those kind of things. I've got a major question for you, too, in spoilers regarding this character. Okay, good. So um, all that to say, I'm on the lower side of liked it. Okay. As a movie itself, and let's start with this, I think it's really well done. I think Doug Liman knows how to direct a great movie. He knows how to keep an audience engaged. The movie is very energetic, especially, as you mentioned, in that first half. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. There's always something to think about. Um, So that's probably the primary pro for me is just it's a compelling movie. Like you're watching their version of this guy's story and very interested in it and how it's going to happen and what's going on and in those kind of things. So um, that was a major positive for me. And also the beginning seemed to have more cuts where for the editing style, he used more angles that I was creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some really unique stuff going on, like using a VHS uh, camcorder mm-hmm. and and using that and, and just other things like that where you would exactly. switch between it's not your standard cut uh, for shooting and he would actually utilize the surrounding for screens and things like that in a very unique way that that's whenever it started hooking me and I said I'm on board yeah he and that's what I mean he has this very deliberate way of doing things differently uh, and, uh, and you're right. I think it is more heavy in the, the first part of the movie as he does that. Um, I also really enjoyed, um, how fun the movie was. Yeah. It just was really, there's a lot of humor in it. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, you know, it just, it feels like a madcap adventure. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, it's kind of catch me if you can, yeah. um, meets Wolf of Wall Street. Meets, you know, yeah. in some ways. And meets a little bit of Casino and Goodfellas mm-hmm. and Narcos, yeah. the show. Yeah. And just, it's, yeah, there, there are a lot of uh, influences on this movie, I feel. Um, but it's the catch me if you can kind of fun element that, that I'm talking about here mm-hmm. in that it's just like a madcap adventure and what's this guy going to do next? And I thought all that stuff was, was pretty compelling. You know, Aaron, I was going to say, can we just say this is Top Gun 2? <laughs> well, since they're making Top Gun 2, they probably wouldn't want us to do that. Um, and also, it feels very Tony Scott. Yeah. No, I, with, can, I, can, I can see that. Because there were a lot of times that you end up having like the oversaturation on, on how mm-hmm. uh, something looks. And then uh, next you know, sequence is going to be something totally different using different color tones. And yeah. it, was, it was just really fascinating to see how they pieced this together. But yeah, I agree. It was very high energy. And Tom Cruise, man, he was... That's another great thing that I loved about this. Let's go there next, because I had that as well. Um, he's so great. He's yeah. so just charismatic. Like, it blows my mind. Uh, I think in, in my YouTube review, I'm going to start it by saying something along the lines of that he's been p- playing 25-year-olds for the last 30 years. <laughs> uh, but, he has, but he can almost pull it off because of his energy and his charisma in... He's just so youthful yeah. in his aura mm-hmm. that even though he is 55, there are parts of this movie where he's playing, you know, late 20s. And it's like, <laughs> okay, you know. Um, it's Tom Cruise. He can do Tom that. It's Tom Cruise. Go for it, man. Uh, and he's just he's just really good. Um, he's a movie star. 
Yeah. And we just don't have a ton of those anymore. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking in the first half of this of, you know, this is, he's kind of dating back to the old school movie star, that mm-hmm. action star that it just doesn't really seem to exist anymore. In fact, I was, I, I tweeted this, but as I was standing outside waiting for the trailers to be over, a couple walked in and I heard their conversation as they're walking in. And the man says, American made. So what is this even about? It was obviously she chose the movie. Like, American made. What is this even about? And she just said, Tom Cruise. And he went, okay. And then went in. <laughs> it's like, that is not a plot. <laughs> Tom Cruise is an actor. But that's all they needed. That's all she needed, you know, to that make the decision. It was, that was because he's a movie star and yeah. you want to go see the Tom Cruise movie. And, uh, and I understand that. And I guess maybe we can use this to transition into the negatives mm-hmm. because I feel like he's almost too likable mm-hmm. for this movie. I feel like this character is confusing because he is so charismatic. He is so likable. And this character is doing awful, oh sure, awful things in this movie. And there's just no element of Tom Cruise that I don't like, yeah. you know? And so it's a little conflicting for for me as an audience member to go what am i what am i rooting for here because my my instinct is to root for this awesome guy that i like and stuff but you know but he's really a bad guy but he's a bad guy yeah 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 i felt the same way especially towards the end of the movie whenever just you know uh like i said it was just whenever it gets crazy he has this where i started wondering okay where is this going with his character and mm-hmm. he, is he are they going to do something that will change his character in a way that will make me dislike the movie and right. more importantly, his character? Right. Because that will have a major impact on whether I like this movie or not, period. Mm-hmm. And so without revealing anything, we can get into that in spoilers. Yes. But yeah, that would just, uh, I felt the same way. And also for Cruz, though, I would say that it was just one of his especially coming out of The Mummy, I was so glad to see him return to something that yeah. he was so good in. Um, and there were, you know, the drawbacks, but it was just, I was, especially Cruz just sold it 100%. I think um, I'm going to compare it to a couple of performances mm-hmm. because the idea of the flawed hero is certainly not new to movies or television or storytelling. It becomes almost now that it's a commonplace Yeah, story. it is, it is yeah. The, most, the most common. Um uh, I'll start with um, Breaking Bad mm-hmm. is Walter White, right? Mm-hmm. So the difference between this and Walter White is Walter White is somebody you can root for, but also somebody you see how flawed they are and you believe the the descent that they're going on because of how it's impacting them. You can see it impact him internally, those kind of things. I didn't get that with Cruz. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the same, like you said, almost, you know, from the beginning without spoiling anything to the end. Mm-hmm. He was this likable, charismatic guy. There wasn't the weight of his decisions on him at all in this mm-hmm. performance. I didn't feel like. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I would say is Leonardo DiCaprio in Catch Me If You Can, I think is another one to look at. Very similar idea. Somebody who is, um, you know, uh, being dishonest or, you know, doing some things. The difference is the weight of his actions weren't as heavy. So, mm-hmm. like, his the things he was doing, he you can take lighter because... He's he's basically a crook, you know. He's you know uh, robbing, you know. There's there aren't people dying, uh, you know what I mean? Like You're there's right. there's there's so there's an ability for there to be a difference there, and I just didn't feel like you can take this kind of character and play him like Leonardo DiCaprio does in that movie. I just don't feel like it works. The other thing I 
thought was uh, with the story is that it is a tr- it's a crime story. It mm-hmm. is a gangster type story. And I know how you've mentioned in the past about your thoughts and feelings about how it's hard for you to, you know, enjoy a movie like right. that. Right. Like Goodfellas or something. I don't yeah. like it as much as most people because I just I can't get into the the fun of that. Or Wolf of Wall Street is another good example. It's hard for me to give over to the fun of a movie. Because they're just terrible because there's characters. A, well, yeah. And there's a glee that's what it, that's what gets me when there's an excitement or glee in the uh, the things that I see as immoralities. You know, that, then it's like that's a little different because there, again, there's no weight there. You're not feeling the weight in the truth of the consequence of of it. So, did you get a lot of that here? I I feel like that's part of it. I I do feel like there's. I don't think it's the same level of glee mm-hmm. that they take in it. In this, it's more of the charisma like i said of the character rather than the glee they're taking in those things i think those things do have weight in the world of this movie Mm -hmm. they just don't seem to have weight in that character sure so i think that's a little different what also like dominic is it dominic gleesom uh who plays schaefer uh yeah um yes uh don't um uh i think is how you say his name it's it's uh, yeah i think it's spelled d-o-m-h-a-l-l Donald oh, Gleason. Okay. Yeah, Donald Gleason. And he's I've always ever since about time, I've really enjoyed He's in like everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh there's another movie he was in recently. Oh, he's been he's in like four or five movies this, this year. fall. Oh, and this he, fall. And it was the same in 2015. He was like in everything <laughs> in 2015 too. Like Star he was in Star Wars, he was in yep. The Revenant, he was in like mm-hmm. every great movie that came out had a <laughs> Donald Gleason yeah. performance in it. He and also that character was interesting to see the changes the story was kind of hinging because I feel like they tried to make Tom Cruise this action star, this action hero, and this, you know, family man. Every this try to make him charismatic mm-hmm. and so much so that they use another character to show the changes that are happening in the story because Barry Seal doesn't really seem to change his optimism and his will to like keep you know, pushing up mm-hmm. to, you know, the end of, and that's, that's something that I think I was okay with, but I could definitely, and that's another reason why towards the end, I'm like, yeah, maybe it just in the very, for the very beginning, I love the optimism, but as you get further down this rabbit hole, like Schaefer reaching a point of it changes your character, yeah. that would end up changing Barry Seal as well, I would assume. At you, least to a degree. You would think so, yeah. And yet the movie doesn't really portray that much sure. at all. So it just it feels a little a little fake in that way. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Anything else you wanted to mention? No, I think that pretty much covers it, especially for the... Uh, I, I was kind of surprised by... Because I didn't know... I've, I did not watch any of the trailers yeah. leading up to this, so I had no idea really what to expect. And it took a different path than what I was really anticipating because... Mm-hmm. It was more of a gangster film, and it was done in a very interesting way. It was a very Tony Scott way mm-hmm. of things. And that's like the best way I could describe the vibe of this movie. Yeah. Um, and whenever you end up having that, it catches your attention at the beginning, but in the end, it starts to taper off because of just so much happening that it might be a sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Um, just maybe something that you are... You're okay with for an hour, and then you start to f- kind of fall off of that mm. a little bit. Yeah, I can see and that. And that's where I was slightly, because um, I was in it, but it was just some of those things um, 
weren't, I guess, done as as great in the second half as in the first half. Yeah, the only other thing I would put on the the negative side, I'll just do this for my my one last thing. Um, I'll go into more details and spoilers uh, as much as I can. Sure. Uh, I don't want to pretend to be like a historian on this guy, but I will just say, uh, at least as as far as I know of the real uh, uh, Barry Seal, um, he was a bad dude, like a really bad dude, like even worse than some of the things he did, you know, in this movie and. Uh, I, I don't I hold that against the movie in some mm. ways uh, because I feel like they're creating a hero out of, that isn't isn't even an anti-hero mm-hmm. is just a villain you know and so that's that's a little strange for me and I don't know how you get this story out of his real life if I'm understanding his real life correctly sure. so um, but we'll go more into sure. into spoilers on that uh, when we get there so overall recommend don't recommend I would highly recommend it yeah it's it's interesting right because yeah. As much as those things, uh, you know, weigh on me, um, it definitely is a fun watch. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, rated R for for a reason. Although yeah. I think kind of on the lighter side of R, I didn't feel. I mean, there's lots of language and violence yeah. and that the one, kind of stuff. But the one thing about this too, Aaron, I noticed, and I caught this. Normally, I'm not as aware, but the language seemed to be pretty strong throughout yeah. this movie. I was I was catching yeah. that and. Uh, normally, I don't notice that, but there's something about this movie that I did. And yeah, like you said, it was rated R for a reason. But as far as the violence, as far as where it could have gone, yeah, because there are a lot of things where this path would end up taking us. That yeah, especially be, if you've ever seen Narcos, you know, yeah. the TV show. And that would, it, it has a chance of getting really violent and it doesn't really take that path. Um, and I found that to be interesting uh, because like, so we have Goodfellas, and then all of a sudden you have a story like that, a quintessential gangster or mob movie, and then at times it just erupts into violence. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was waiting for that to happen about 20 or 30 minutes into the movie. It never, I mean... There's you, a little bit here and there, li- yeah. Sure, but not necessarily to the extent of something severe. Yeah, like primarily that. the language, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, the character of Barry, Barry Seal is in one episode of the TV show Narcos. Um, Interesting. So... Uh, so yeah, so I, I've just, I, again, I just came through season three. Uh, it is one of the most interesting shows I think being broadcast right now. So one of your favorites? Yeah. In, in a different way than a lot of shows though, because I just feel like I'm learning so much. Mm. Um, and again, they take some liberties with the story too, even in Narcos to make it a little more dramatic. Uh, but it's kind of like a, a dramatic Wikipedia article in some ways where I feel oh. like I'm learning so much about the drug trade and kind of, you know, what happened mm-hmm. during the quote unquote war on drugs. So, mm-hmm. um, in a similar way that, you know, halt and catch fire, you know, is kind of a Wikipedia article on technology. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's, I think that's why I like it, but, yeah. um, yeah, I think, I think I'd give it a recommend, yeah. you know, um, a cautious recommend, especially so, for Tom go. Cruise. If you're a Tom Cruise, oh fan. my goodness, that man, he's just so good. <laughs> he's so good. I just, I just want like, you know, one tenth, of that charisma, just ten percent. Mm-hmm. Just tithe me some charisma, Tom Cruise. <laughs> just that's that's all I'm asking. Rain it in a little bit. Just, yeah, that's all I need. That's all I need. All right, um, cool. Uh, let's go on to our best ever challenge. Sure. Um, we're gonna do best ever movies that have America in the title. Now that could be any form of the country's name. Mm-hmm. So United States, USA, mm-hmm. U.S., America, American. Uh, whatever the case may be. So we're going to pick our top three 
movies that have uh, America in the title. We'll go number three to number one. Okay. Uh, feel free to trump uh, the choice if I say something that you've got higher, and we'll talk about it when we get to yours. Okay. Uh, and then we'll do some honorable mentions uh, at the end. So why don't you kick us off? What's your number three movie that has America in the title? All right. So there are uh, two themes along this list, and uh, my first one is Once Upon a Time in America. Okay. Yeah. That's in it, your number three? Number three. Okay, so talk a little bit about it. Why do you love it? So it's one of those that you end up having a story, especially like this with America Made. It is a gangster film. I actually, I really enjoy gangster movies and mob movies just to get an insight. I will never end up living a life like that. Right. I, you know, and it's kind of like a, a, a just there, there are so many conflicting thoughts, but then you end up having guys similar to Barry Seal who are trying to make a, you know, trying to help their family mm-hmm. and it's kind of the, the extent of what they're where they're going what they're doing to make that happen and also for this movie once upon a time in america we end up having some of the great action or i guess great movie stars who um of yesteryear if you will and we get to see them in action in this movie and mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those great throwbacks i feel and it's um if I've seen it, which I'm not sure I have, it has been a long time. Uh, what are some of the star- What are some of the stars? So we end up having for this was actually I'm pulling it up now because I couldn't remember the year. Mm-hmm. It was 1984. Okay, and James Woods is the character who stands out of my mind for this. Okay, but Robert De Niro is also a major. Yeah, star I think in this, this was just before I was really into movies, so I don't so, know that I've caught up on this one. And it's also. With uh, so Scorsese just started shooting The Irishman, mm-hmm. uh, and I ended up seeing some images with him, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci is in this movie as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so are you saying this is a Scorsese film? No, no, no. Oh, not, okay, I didn't not, think I'd I'd heard it in his repertoire. Yeah, no, not this one. It was just with seeing the images uh, of Joe Pesci in kind of a gangster film again. And this is one of those that if you like gangster movies, you would end up really liking this story. Okay. Very uh, nice. It's it's a little long, three and a half hours, but I think that's kind Whoa. of typical. Yeah. That's kind Whoa. of that's kind of typical of gangster movies. But uh it's it's just a really interesting look, especially at um you could say the prohibition era and okay. and how a different how can I say this? Just how, how you know, what what does success mean? How far are you willing to go? And how far are you willing to sure. go to, you know, help your family or support your family? Sure. Uh, my number three is an oldie but a goodie. I'm a musical kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I put American in Paris as oh. my number three. Uh, it is a wonderful musical, you know, very beautiful, lots of great, you know, choreography. But man, do I love me some Gene Kelly. Uh, and he is so good in everything he does and American in Paris is no different. So yeah, if you if you, I, I recommend like a Gene Kelly marathon, if you haven't really watched much of his stuff, yeah. um, obviously, you know, singing in the rain, American in Paris, um, I think, uh, did he do Xanadu as well? Oh. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, American in Paris is my number three. What do you got at number two? Number two, uh, is American gangster with Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. Yep. I had that in my honorable mentions. And uh, it's Ridley Scott. Uh, it's a Ridley Scott movie. I actually did not know a lot about the story going into it. 
And so I found it to be really fascinating to learn about a character that I was actually, I, I just didn't, I'd never heard of this yeah. person before. And it was really interesting the way that it was also framed uh, with Denzel and Russell Crowe and their reactions. Funny story, whenever I saw this movie in the theater, I had such high expectations. This is why I try not to have you know high expectations yeah. going into the theater. And also, this was at a time of watching so many trailers. I, in my mind, had such uh, a high expectation for this movie that I was disappointed walking out of the theater. Yeah. Um, and then later, it actually grew on me. It's one of those that I, uh, I started to like more upon rewatches. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. I, I think I've only seen it the one time, uh, which must have been about a decade ago, right? Um, yeah, so it's been yeah. it's been a few years, uh, and I remember thinking it was really powerful mm -hmm. and and really well done. Um, but maybe I should maybe I should revisit it because uh, I I haven't seen it. There are also certain stars in this movie who you. I'd have to go back and I was looking at some of these actors before and their work in this movie. And some of them are just starting out um, who are part of like Denzel's family. And so, yeah, I, I, I would recommend that movie. But it's once again, a gangster movie, kind of hard to watch if that's one of those that, you know, mm -hmm. maybe maybe it's not your thing because. Uh, there are a lot of violent things that happen. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, my number two is very difficult to watch, uh, but very mm, important. Yeah. It's American History X. I uh, was going to say that for my number three, and uh, that's an honorable mention for mm -hmm. myself because of the reason, like you said, it's it's hard to watch, but it's also it tells this story, weaves a story that is just. Mm. And feels and feels even more pertinent today, you mm. know, uh, than it did then. I mean, it feels. I should say it continues to be as pertinent today as it was then. That's how I should say that. And um, it's hard. It's mm -hmm. difficult to watch, uh, but it is, I think, so valuable to confront that part of our culture, that part of our story, mm -hmm. um, because I don't think we get to move on uh, until we really deal with the ugliness of. Um, a decent portion of humanity. I and, agree. And so it's, yeah, it's it's a tough one. But I think valuable, so I put it at number two. And also with movies, you there's a platform to be able to start a conversation about things in a way that you might not be able to, you know. And right. you, you, you have a story, this element in these characters, and that did that. I feel like after coming out of that movie and watching it, it's one of those you have to dissect. You have to talk to someone after seeing it about what you just witnessed. Yeah. And then it helps in in doing so because you're able to, you know, share those ideas about just, you know, how especially whenever there's such a violent story, what you learned from that that, you know, and it's a, a take on, you know, society on, you know, how do we make sure we help each other and yeah. that there's no like backsliding or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what's your number 1? Woo. So this was a movie that really started my interest in Kevin Spacey. Oh, American Beauty. American Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. It's in my honorable mentions. I ended up going with this movie um, mainly because I did not see this movie when it first came out. I yeah, was, you're going to get no arguments for me, even though I didn't have it in my top three. I like it a little less than other people, mm -hmm. but I get why people love this movie. 
Uh, after all, it inspired Katy Perry's line, do you ever feel like a plastic bag <laughs> drifting through the wind? But, if for no other reason. <laughs> yeah, it influenced Katy Perry to be who she is. That's right. Or at least her music. That's right. Maybe. But um, yeah, Kevin Spacey is just phenomenal. He ended up for this movie. Uh, I watched this maybe 10 years after it came out. Mm. And... I kept hearing all this, you know, so many people talking about it, and I hadn't really seen Kevin Spacey in a lot. Did not see the usual suspects before mm. this, before that, and so this was what kicked it off for me. I'm like, man, this is such a talented actor. Yeah, he's so good. And also to see what he's going through, it was at least one of the first movies of its kind that I witnessed a character going through something like that. Yeah. And such a very controversial way but you know it's almost it it generates a conversation whenever you're talking about movies on humanity yes exactly it's so very human you know where and what you know what do you experience how could somebody get to that point exactly and where do they go and it was just uh so that's that's why I would end up putting it at, at the top. Very cool. Myself. Yeah, uh, I have to put the Captain America movies as my number one. Um, if I'm and a lot of times when I think of this kind of thing, uh, best ever for me is what movie do I want to pop in and watch right now? Sure. And it's definitely one of the Captain America movies. I went ahead and included them all. Uh, okay. But if I had to pick, uh, I'm actually one of the strange ones that loves the first one the uh, most. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the um, the first Avenger, right? Captain the first America, Avenger. the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. I just, I really love that story. I fell so deeply in love uh, with his performance uh, as that character. And mm-hmm. there's just something about an origin story of a character you love that is, I think, going to put it for me at least above the others. But just in general, the Captain America movies would probably be my number one. So would you go one, three, Civil War, and then Winter Soldier? How would you, how would you rank Well, first of all, let me say all three of them are excellent movies yeah uh they are my favorite he's my favorite marvel character those are my favorite marvel movies um aside from possibly the avengers which he is in uh sure but uh they are so close so close but yeah one three two probably for me but just the the smallest of difference between them so winter soldier soldier is so good Mm -hmm. such a great movie um but i really did like civil war too yeah so there you go that's my number it. one. Yeah. All right. Some honorable mentions. Honor, as you heard, I actually went with. Um, I, I I would also put the Captain Americans in there. By the mm-hmm. way, segueing into that because I was I thought long and hard about it, and I loved those, especially Winter Soldier. It was one of those that really it started taking the movies in a different direction of it being political and being something that it's almost this espionage story that's different than what we're seeing. Yeah, sure. You know, comic books, uh, superhero stories and and movies. And so I would definitely put that in my honorable mentions um, and all of them. I I was really close to, uh, to bumping that up into. um, Yeah. Also, I have to say American werewolf in London. Good choice. Good choice. Um, It was one of those that, it's fascinating. Um, I've returned to it every once in a while, but it's uh, kind of along the lines of like John Carpenter's The Thing that I'll return to and see normally around this time period, around the fall. Mm-hmm. And it also helps whenever you want to go backpacking somewhere that you've never <laughs> gone before. Um, uh, what do you mean by helps? <laughs> <laughs> it prepares you mentally sure. on something that you might encounter. <laughs> sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> 
but yeah, I would uh, uh, I would say those, and um, I'm forgetting one. Let me see here. Oh, that's fine. You want me to give you uh, some of mine? Yeah. All right. So here's what I had in the honorable mention: a couple comedies. First off, Wet Hot American Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should mention, uh, and then Coming to America. That's yeah. I I just pull it up, and that's is that your other honorable yeah, mention? I was so close to putting that in number three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, Eddie Murphy's hilarious. <laughs> McDowell's so good. And then I had a couple uh, that actually had uh, USA in them uh, that I wanted to mention. Um, one is U.S. Marshals, uh, oh, the sequel to The Fugitive. Totally forgot about that. Uh, I think it's underlooked and underrated because The Fugitive is a great movie. Mm-hmm. U.S. Marshals is still a really good movie, mm-hmm. and so much of that has to do with Tommy Lee Jones and his performance. Um, but yeah, so U.S. Marshals, also one of the first DVDs I ever owned was U.S. Marshals. Okay, here's a fun fact as well. Same way with my parents. Really? When they got their first DVD, I think, uh, man, there were like five DVDs mm-hmm. just to start it off. You know, yep. just just to get the ball rolling. That was part of the collection. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the only other one is uh, Kevin Costner, Disney sports movie, McFarland, USA. Uh, uh, really love that movie. Yeah, man, they have that. Disney has that that equation down. Yep. Those sports movies, they're so good. You can't beat you know, those. The tears always just coming by the end. <laughs> so uplifting, emotional. It's amazing. Uh, there you go. Best ever USA movies. USA, USA, USA. You I know what's interesting though. Uh, we talked about movies that both emphasized the beauty of the United States of America. As well as the you know worst side of the United States of America, and yeah. I think that's the beauty of cinema, right? Is yeah. you get the full picture. Yeah, and like I said, it, it allows you to start that conversation that you know it maybe it, it it's going to be it might be difficult to start that just on any given day, but yeah. whenever you have a story like okay, well let's confront this, let's talk about it. It might be difficult, but let's dive into what went wrong here. Um, yeah. And, uh, of course, when we throw in Eddie Murphy with Coming to America and just the humor, that's... <laughs> the funny side of Yeah, yeah, of America. that's right. Before we move on to our SIFT quest, uh, just a heads up that this is a listener-supported podcast network. So the podcast network, it's called Studio DNA, that SIFT Pop exists on, uh, is supported by listeners just like you. It starts at $3 a month. There's some really fun perks that come along with that, including my favorite, which is your own dedicated podcast feed that has all of the podcasts on the Studio DNA Network, including all of the patron pre-shows, which only are available to those who support. For instance, for our pre-show for this episode, uh, we talked a little bit about Lego Ninjago, uh, which is a movie I didn't get a chance to review anywhere else. So um, if you want to hear that, it starts at 3 bucks a month, and just know you're uh, supporting the entire podcast network when you do that. A big announcement and welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, who is now part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Uh, we're glad to have them along. If you want to check them out, you can search for the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, and, as, uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention is just another huge thank you for your support during the month of August. Uh, August at the Podcast Network is Give Back Month. And so every single dollar that supports the podcast network that comes in during that month goes to support a worthy cause. In this case, our friend Brendan, who uh, is working against human trafficking on the ground in Cambodia. You raised $2,100 to send to him to help him with his work. He uh, sent us a message that I want to read to you. And uh, just fair warning, he gets very real about the work he's doing. So maybe a parental warning if you've got kids listening. 
Um, he very specifically lets us know kind of what we're helping fight. Uh, here's what he says. Uh, Dear supporters, first, let me say a massive thank you. Your recent donations show that you understand the gravity of the situation in Cambodia. Countless girls being prostituted inside karaoke bars, massage parlors, red light districts, and crimson lit back alleys. Foreign pedophiles flying halfway around the world to have sex with impoverished children. Teenage girls so poor that they feel they have no other choice but to sell their bodies for a bag of rice to feed their siblings. Although these horrific injustices seem impossible to overcome, you know that's not true. Why? Because people like you generously fund my efforts to combat these atrocities. I want to thank you from the depths of my heart, but I'm not the only one here offering my gratitude. There are hundreds of Cambodian girls that have been rescued from brutal sexual bondage. They thank you as well. Sincerely, Bren. So uh, I want to let you know if you support and you want to keep up with Bryn and his work and what he's doing, I have an email address. Uh, if you want to private message me or you know email um, feedback at sifpop.com, I can get you that email address so that he can send you updates on the people he's tracking, uh, how you can uh, be praying for him, all those kind of things. So um, again, if you want some of that, just, just let me know. Uh, I know once you've invested in something, it's good to kind of know how that work is going. So thank you for doing that. Means the world to us, means the world to him. And it's so cool that we can sit here and talk about movies and at the same time uh, be having an impact halfway around the world. So thank you for being a part of that. Well, you ready to do the SIFT quest, Daniel? Let's go questing. All right. Um, I just I just reminded me of Harmon Quest. Did you ever watch Harmon <laughs> Quest? <laughs> no. So the, Yeah. Uh, it's basically a show where they do like Dungeons & Dragons role-playing in front okay. of a live audience, and they make up the story as they go. It's uh, Dan Harmon from uh, Community, the guy oh. did Community or whatever, and they has like celebrity guests and different things. So anyways, they just started season... Uh, season two, I think. So that's on my brain. So yeah, okay. let's let's quest. <laughs> um, this is where you get to ask Sif Pop a question or have us solve a debate or whatever you want feedback on. And you can get that to us by t- uh, tweeting. Uh, you can tweet me at Aaron Dicer, A-A-R-O-N-D-I-C-E-R. I uh, would love a follow on Twitter. Or you can uh, email us, feedback at SifPop.com. This came via email from Dan. Um, not Not this Dan. Not me. A different Dan. Because you're Daniel. Do you ever yeah, go by my, Dan? Yeah, you know, it's one of those that I typically go by Daniel, but a couple of times we'll have like, I'll have coworkers or someone who will end up saying that. My favorite is Dano. I'll Dano. Dano, yeah. Danny boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, Dan uh, via email says, since we're just starting into fall, I wanted to know which movie best represents each season to you. So we're going to go through the seasons and each pick our movie that represents that season. I love this question. I do, um, too. This is a lot of fun. Let's start, with, since we're heading into fall, let's start with fall and work our way through the year. Okay. Uh, Danny Boy, what do you got for fall? I have to say, I have noticed over the last two years, I have really liked getting into the spirit of fall with scary movies. Oh. And yeah, since you know we feel it, feel it in the air... Also, looking outside as the leaves start to change colors and fall, it reminds me so much of John Carpenter's Halloween. Okay. So I'm going with Halloween just because of the look in the movie just had yeah. that. And no, I totally, I totally get that. I, I will say I purposely stayed away from holidays. So like for winter, okay. I stayed away for Christmas. Spring, okay. I stayed away from Easter. Uh, and so I didn't do a scary movie, but it totally makes sense. I totally get it. And it's... It kind of captures this feeling in that, at least in you know in the beginning. I chose it more along the lines of how it made me feel 
about going into fall. Less of the scary movie. I it, it gets me into the spirit for sure. sure but no, it's totally. just so much of like the aesthetics of what you end up seeing in the movie. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, I I had an immediate reaction to fall movie, and it's Dead Poets Society. Oh, um, such a beautiful. I think it's a Peter Weir film, mm-hmm. and he does such a great job at capturing the spirit of fall. There's lots of colors. Uh, in the movie and I think a lot of movies I thought of after that came to mind I knew that was my choice but then other ones all the other ones I'm thinking of have to do with school and I Mm -hmm. think that's because you you know as a kid you go back to school in the fall at least here in the U.S. and uh and so I think that makes sense with you know Dead Poets Society which I always forget is a high school I always think it's a college experience because they they're you know they're dormitories and those Mm -hmm. kind of things but it's a you know a high school that you live at. Mm-hmm. Um, I always make the same mistake because I went back to rewatch that movie about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, college. And I'm like, nope, no, it's not. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's, it's one of my favorites. Uh, it is my favorite Robin Williams performance. Mm. Uh, I think he's incredible in it. I think he the is. message is so unbelievable. Um, I just, I, I love Ethan Hawke in it. Uh, Robert Sean Leonard. So many great performances, such a great movie. So that's that's what I think of when I think of Captain, fall. my Captain. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Captain America, my Captain yeah. America. <laughs> uh, all right, what do you got for winter? Winter, I uh, was cl- very close to going with another it, a holiday-related movie. Sure, sure. But yeah. I, I cut it off for that, uh, mainly because thinking about this quest uh and and where this path that we're on mm-hmm. it got me to think what is a, a movie that has stuck in my mind and i can't get it out whenever we're talking about ice and snow mm-hmm. and aaron i just have to say i'd let it go <laughs> and i am picking frozen that was my second choice <laughs> i almost picked frozen too uh that's a, i mean it's a great choice yeah yeah uh, to think of winter and uh yeah, I, I almost picked Frozen as well. Are you a Frozen guy? Like you like the movie? I I'm a huge I I love Disney animation. Oh, that's so good. And it's one of those that and actually I I started here uh on being a guest mm-hmm. on Sift Pop by doing Disney movies and yeah. it's just coincidence. But it was great because that it, Frozen's one of those. After I started thinking about this question. I started singing the song and I can't. <laughs> I was doing that last week too. And someone said, uh, uh, like, a combination of words, and I just immediately started humming it. And then I will find myself singing yeah, to myself. Oh, it's so good. It's and, great music. It's a great movie. Very powerful. No, I'm with you. Frozen, Frozen's up there for me. I ended up going with The Revenant, oh. uh, which is just cold and snowy <laughs> and winter, all the way to the river ice fight at the end. And, you know, it's about surviving the mm-hmm. winter. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up going, uh, with good old Leo grunting his way <laughs> through bear attacks and such the brutal winter in the brutal winter. <laughs> um, by the way, man, that Tom Hardy performance in that movie. Yeah. I just, uh, that's a tough movie to watch because yeah. it's so very authentic and real and that's purposeful, mm-hmm. but I've seen it three times because it's so amazing, even though it's a little tough to watch. I've had the conversation recently about why. Uh, some of those who I've worked with before, they do not like it because it is that difficult to watch. And mm-hmm. I said, I get it because it it's it's tough. It's like Mystic River in the sense of it or American History X, where mm-hmm. there are things that it's uncomfortable, but I mean, not in a very different way for sure, all sure. of those yeah, yeah, examples. Yeah. But yeah. 
A great, great choice, though. I yeah, love powerful that. stuff. All right, let's move into spring. Spring. What's what spring movie sprung for you? This is going to sound really bizarre and probably out there. I picked High Fidelity. Okay. Uh, explain a little bit. Let me explain. I yeah. would feel almost <clears throat> that almost feels more fall to me for some reason. But um, so here's why I ended up going with High Fidelity. I started thinking about this more and more, and it's obviously set in Chicago. Uh, the story is basically where John Cusack's character is going through and looking at his last five relationships and why they failed and, or I guess his top five, I should say top five yeah. because he was so obsessed with top five. Um, it's a little bit of like, you could say spring cleaning in a sense. He's doing a check on himself after kind of a failed relationship where it's failing. It's in the process. He doesn't really know where it's going. He's going back and kind of spring cleaning in his mind mm -hmm. and i started thinking i return to this movie every spring which is weird mm -hmm. but i do that this is the one movie almost every year i'll pop in and watch just interesting i there's so much that i end up returning to uh like jack black's character and just like how zany he is as mm -hmm. you know a supporting cast member but um i also in addition to kind of where john cusack is in a, in a different way i find myself in spring uh, kind of examining, you know, what it is that I've written, maybe something that has inspired me through the winter or, you know, this idea mm, of mm -hmm. things are going to start blossoming. I also have to stay inside because of my allergies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's literally <laughs> keeping me indoors Nice. Um, or else I'll just get really sick. That's the reason just due to the idea of doing a self-check and examination and seeing where you will go next. Spring kind of represents that life and, you know, you're starting to... to you know, bring that back into mm -hmm. kind of a hibernation period. And that's kind of how I felt with high fidelity. Um, I spring is an interesting one, right? Like it's yeah. a little, it's a little bit harder. At first I thought of uh, one of my favorite stories that is also a movie. The movie itself is I think pretty good, but tuck everlasting oh. is a movie about, you know, uh, this, this literal spring, you mm -hmm. know, of water that, um, that when you drink it, you have eternal life, you know, you mm -hmm. stay, uh, the age that you are forever kind of thing. And there's something springy about that idea of, you know, staying young and, mm -hmm. and those kind of things. But I ended up actually going with Big Fish. Oh. And I'll tell you why. First of all, the colors in that movie are absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's such a movie about storytelling and creation and optimism that it just feels very spring to me, you mm -hmm. know, that the flowers are blooming and, you know, the possibilities are endless and there's a creation to it. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going with Big Fish. Okay. I so, like that. So that's my spring yeah. choice. Uh, all right. Let's head into the summer. What's your summer movie? All right. Here we go. It's going to end with Go Grease Lightning. Go <laughs> Grease. That's it. I just, you no, know. you're right. And, yeah, and, no. And, I definitely thought of Grease as well. And, uh, you know, it's summer nights. And just there's so much of that, of the movie that has me feeling like summer. And yeah, I think excited. that's the, I think if there's a right answer, that's the right answer for summer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like you cannot argue with that answer at all. Um, yeah, like you said, even some of the songs have summer in them, yep. and it's about getting out of school and heading into the summer and and all that kind of stuff. Mine's mine's similar in that it's also about getting out of school and you know going through the summer. It's also about baseball, which is very much a summer thing. I went with the Sandlot. Ah, oh. uh, it's kind of my summer movie because that to me is like the idyllic idea of summer as a kid. You know, hanging out with your friends, playing you know ball. You're the... killing me, Smalls. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I love being it. chased by killer dogs. <laughs> All that kind of fun stuff. So <laughs> I went with the Sandlot. Well, there you go. Our seasonal movie choices. Requested. 
Uh, if you have a choice for the different seasons that you'd like to let us know about, uh, please do. We'd love to hear it, uh, as well as whatever quest you want to send us on next time. Uh, you can email that to feedback at sifpop.com, or you can just tweet at me. Uh, you can uh, you can at Aaron Dicer, A-A-R-O-N-D-I-C-E-R, or you can even direct message me. I have my direct messages open, so uh, that way you can have a few more characters. Although, you might have 280 characters now <laughs> for your Sift Quest. Uh, Twitter has expanded, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, so there you go. That is our Sift Quest. All we got left to do now is the buried treasure. What's that one thing in the area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about could be any area of pop culture man i have been addicted aaron oh no i have in addition to stories i came across this just pure coincidence mine is another podcast good lore okay have you listened to it i have not do you know what it's about i don't have any clue what you're talking about so lore is uh aaron Mankey is the host of this show this is going to become a TV series on Amazon okay. where uh, basically it's real life horror stories. And uh, a good example is taking um, uh, the uh, Lalaurie Mansion in okay. New Orleans yeah. and looking at the atrocities that happened there and just explaining, going into detail about the actual story hmm. of this. And it's some of these stories are so mind blowing that they actually happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is part of history, but it's basically opening up a textbook and they're short, short episodes, like 20 to 30 minutes uh, long. And um, I highly recommend it if you like, especially in the fall, it, it, it's something about listening to it makes me feel like fall even more. Mm. And you can knock out a couple of episodes. I've been doing that a lot. I'll jump in the car whenever yeah. I've got to drive somewhere, put it on, I finish an episode. But the the episodes themselves, each one covers a different story. Uh, and it is so intriguing to learn about these world events yeah. throughout history. And knowing... And some some things are more supernatural. Some things are more just like awful that happened and it's across the board so um also I, i've really been on a stephen king kick mm -hmm. after it came out and even before that but yeah i i highly recommend it it's it's another podcast so. that is actually going to i'm going to switch up my uh buried treasure and jump off of what you're talking about because it remind me of a podcast i don't think i've talked about before on the show i was gonna i was for my buried treasure i was gonna do star trek discovery because oh. i did get a chance to see the first couple episodes uh, and it's great to have Star Trek back in my TV life. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go a different way. Uh, it's called Inside Psycho. And it is a podcast, uh, a limited run podcast. It's a certain, I think it's like 10 episodes, something like that. So like serial. Yeah, yeah. That goes deep into detail of the making of Psycho and does it with uh, kind of reenactments, different things. Uh, and you know what a Hitchcock guy I am. Mm. Uh, so it's right up my alley, but there are so many interesting little things about that movie and about what Hitchcock did with that movie that I think it's definitely something worth putting in your podcast feed. And it's also different than a lot of podcasts. I almost feel like sometimes when I subscribe to a podcast, like I have to really think about it because it's going to be part of my life now, like every week. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of nice to have a few podcasts where it's like, oh, I'll be done with this. Like, you know, I, I, it's like a season. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, 
if you are interested in movies and how movies are made or Alfred Hitchcock or even the movie Psycho, whatever, uh, definitely something that you might want to check out. Again, it's called Inside Psycho. Um, and I think it's by the people at Wondery, I think, okay. Podcast Network. So you can check that out there. Well, love- we did it. Yeah. We did it. We did. we did a podcast. Woo! Love it. Podcast was birthed. Oh, man. Just like Mother. <laughs> Well, very different. I hope very different than Mother. <laughs> please, please treat this podcast nicely. Yes, handle with care. Handle with care. Aww. Thanks so much for joining us for Sift Pop today. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks again to today's guru, Daniel from the Quality Check Podcast. Aaron, thank, thank you. you, sir. Thank you for having me on. I love coming on here and talking with you. I about appreciate movies. that, man. So, so yeah. where's uh, where's somewhere you want to send people? Check out your stuff. Yeah, so right now, if you just go search us and the your podcast player, Quality Check Podcast, uh, you'll be able to go back and listen to some of our uh, previous episodes. And our current website is up, uh, but we're actually kind of in the process of trying to get uh, uh, a domain name changing that so I'm okay. I'm hesitant on sending anyone to that That's just fine. now because of that reason so, so check just, us out you'll you'll hear from us more on there as, as we continue to bring this and also Twitter you can check us out at quality check podcast on there alright there you go um, check that out I think whatever podcast player you use just search for quality check mm-hmm. they should come up and you should be able to check out what they are doing much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible that support, as mentioned, starts at $3 every month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. There's lots of ways to connect with the podcast. You can hit us up on SoundCloud, uh, Twitter. Uh, I, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple yeah. Podcasts. Leave a comment there. We'd love that or a rating. Uh, or you can email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than landing a plane in a residential neighborhood while covered in cocaine. Spoiler, ch- spoiler chat for this week's movie should be next up in your podcast feed. And we'll see you back next week, hopefully for some talk on Blade Runner 2049. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.